Welcome back to the dusty road. Try to wipe some of the dust off your boots and get that gravel to settle down a bit. It's been a dry week here, so when trucks drive by, we've seen clouds of white dust traveling up through the fields and getting on windows and on clothes. A lot of people have had dust on their shoes or had a powder on their jeans when they walk in. We have seen the teens walking up and down the road doing patrols with their guns. There was one hunter that stopped by the gas station looking for bait and tackle. He was going to go out fishing. He had a gun with him in the parking lot and asked if anyone was worried about it. Of course, the teens said no. They weren't worried about guns. He was trying to take it apart and check to see if there were any shells in it and he couldn't quite worked the controls to unlock the mechanism and show the barrels. As soon as he got stuck with it, it was Melissa, the 15-year-old, who walked over and said, show me the gun. She quickly cracked open the chamber, exposed the barrels, and showed him there was nothing in the chambered round. There was no round in the chamber, and the magazine was empty. And then she looked down the barrels and said, see, there's nothing in the barrels, too. Then she snapped back the gun in a flash. The guy looked surprised. You're a girl. How do you know guns so well? She said, I helped shoot zombies for a year. We know all about guns here. And everyone just like, wow. And her friend Alice just clapped her hands a bit, even though her arm just got out of a cast. I guess Alice bared the pain anyway. She's doing good now. She doesn't have to wear a cast anymore. And she can go back to swimming if she wants to. Today's story is about a teen, but it's not one of ours. It's a visitor. This girl is, I think she's like 18 or 19 years old. Couldn't be more than 20. And her mom is staying with her in the hotel. They have a room on the left side of the room in upstairs. This girl happens to be into ghost stories. Her name is Becky. And Becky has had trouble lately. Well, her mom talks nicely with Cindy. And Cindy is looking quite normal and human these days. Karen has been absent from the story. She has still been recovering her illness. And we'll talk about that later. Cindy spoke to the mom of Becky and learned that the girl has had troubles with alcohol and opium before. And she's had trouble mixing with new people trying to stay isolated and hide her illness. So we talked to her gently about ghosts and what is going on lately. We found out the girl is a big fan of poltergeist. She has watched that movie repeatedly. And she knows about the X-Files. Having watched stories of Chinatown and selling organs through organ donation on an X-Files episode. The girl Becky talked to Cindy and said... You know, they had these opium dims in old China, 
and they would sell opium to British sailors. And sometimes they used it as snuff, and sometimes they used needles to inject it. But mostly it was just snuff or some kind of tar substance. And she talked to her like she was so fascinated with it. Cindy waited patiently and said, But this stuff is dangerous to you. That's a painkiller. You're not even in pain. What could be wrong with you? The girl said, Well, sometimes I get cramps when I'm running, and Mom thinks I have anemia, but I doubt it. I don't know what's wrong with me. She said, But I like the history. I like to read about China very much. And she said, I had this one British friend at school who told me all about ships and opium. He ate fish all the time. And for some reason, Becky just seemed so rapidly speaking and animated about this stuff. She told how she tried to get opium from a friend and could only get the powder for a short time before she lost her contact. And she heard about heroin, but she said, I tried to get heroin, but I'm afraid of needles. I don't want to do that. But what do you think? I could try to put it in like my ankle or my wrist or something where nobody could see it. And I think that would help me deal with life and make me feel so much better. I could get sleep. And Cindy thought for a second, why don't you get sleep? Well, Becky said, uh, these phantoms come in my house at night and they're banging on stuff and making moaning noises. They growl all the time. And my mom said she's never seen them, but I know I hear noises. And sometimes I smell bad things like car exhaust or fumes or I hear dogs barking and these phantoms are stirring up the dogs outside. Of course, the doctor says all these ghosts are fake, but I, I don't think so. I think they're real. I just keep telling myself they're fake and they'll go away. But Cindy stopped her and said, But, Becky, ghosts are real. You're talking to a ghost right now. Cindy looked at her strange. A ghost? You? Can you prove that? And she said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. But Cindy said, no, I'm not offended. But you need to learn to sort out the difference. What you're hearing might be real objects, uh, just human objects like dogs and humans working on things. That might be fake, fakes in your head. But I am a real ghost, and I wanted to show you. Cindy said, yes, show me, I want to know. So, Cindy reached over, got an empty glass on the table, and showed, her, showed Becky how she could pass her hand through the glass and put the glass on her arm. And Cindy looked at that, or Becky looked at that like, no way, you can't do that if you're human. She said, can I touch your arm? And Cindy thought about it for a second, relaxed her arm, Becky put her hand out to touch the arm of Cindy, and Becky's hand passed right through Cindy's arm. She, Becky spoke like, no way, this is not real. She said, yes, it is. Cindy looked at her carefully, said, watch my eyes. And as Becky watched, Cindy's eyes turned completely black, and her face went translucent. 
And Cindy said, that's cool. I didn't know you could do that. Cindy said, I was stabbed to death in a fight. I have been dead for months now. My friends healed me up, but today, Becky, I'm worried about you. Becky's mom heard this and was very happy to hear the conversation. She said, Becky's had a problem with alcohol lately. And Becky spoke and said, Well, I tried to order a rum and coke when I first got here. I said I'm 18, but they said, No, you have to be 21 to get alcohol in this place. So, Jacob refused to give me a rum and coke. I, f I got upset, but I said, Fine, okay, I'll just take a coke. And that's what I've been drinking. In fact, we found Becky with her head over the glass, staying silent, just looking down. They're staying at the end while they're on their way up north. And Becky just wanted to stop here for the night. Her mom was tired of driving, so they're sleeping. Becky asked, are there any scary ghosts around here? Cindy concentrated for a second. Hmm. Yes, I should tell you, since there has been some danger lately. Cindy spoke briefly about the snap boom ghost and the trouble in the inn. She said, we haven't seen this ghost in a week now. Maybe it's quiet, but you know my friend Karen. She saw this ghost, in fact, got in trouble with the ghost. And Jacob spoke up and said, the ghost shocked me and knocked me out. There is, in fact, electricity here. And Becky grabbed her own arms like a hug and said, I'm afraid of ghosts. I don't want to meet that one. But she asked again, ghosts are real? And Cindy and Jacob both said yes. Sometimes you can go out at night and see a ghost walking up and down the road. Cindy got out of, or Becky got out of camera and said, I want to photograph a ghost. Can you show me one? And Cindy turned herself translucent and pale and started to walk through a table. Becky took photographs of that and thought this was so fascinating. And then Be uh, Cindy turned back to solid and said, we will take you out to the golf course tonight and show you the Rusalki. Becky looked confused. What is Rusalki? They said, watch your spirit. She's green-haired woman who hangs around lakes. And Becky said, Starbucks logo. And <laughs> Jacob laughed. Cindy said, yeah, yeah, Starbucks logo. She's the water spirit that hangs around lakes all the time. And she looks like a green-haired water nymph. So they waited towards nightfall. And just as the moon started going down, they saw a patch of sky get lighter. And Becky picked up her camera and started working on it. She said, Is that the Rusaki? And just then they heard a voice yell, Girl! Girl! Come here! 
And Cindy said, yes, that's Rusaki. I don't know her name yet, but there was this girl in a car accident here last year, some woman. And she had a name. We'll look that up. And Becky saw a shape emerge of a pale white face with the eyes missing and dark green hair. She smelled water and algae. And the woman reached out a hand to Becky. The ghost said, Girl, I will protect you. Stay with me. Come with me. And Sandy put a hand on Becky's shoulder and said, No, no, don't go with this ghost. She has been trying to cause trouble lately. The Rusaki growled a bit. No, don't interfere. And Cindy stayed quiet. She just looked at Becky and said no. And the Rusaki disappeared. Cindy looked at Becky and said, We need to walk back to the hotel. You need to stay with your mom. Just as they got to the hotel, some dark clouds appeared and they all heard a clap of thunder and saw a bolt of lightning go down into a tree in the forest. Sin, uh, Becky asked, are we going to have a thunderstorm? Cindy said, it's not a thunderstorm. Get inside quickly. Just as they went inside, the lights went out in the hotel again. No, Mom growled and said, this is happening all the time. It's messing up my sails. Jacob got out a flat of burgers from the fridge, thinking the power might stay out for a while. He put them on an outdoor grill and cooked them up to serve to patrons. He wrote on a chalkboard and said, Tonight only burgers free. And he offered Becky a glass of milk. She said, Can you make it chocolate milk? And he said, Yes, we'll do that. And... So he served Becky a chocolate milk and a little cheeseburger. Made her happy. Becky relaxed a bit and didn't ask for alcohol. But she told her mom, I wish I had my flask with me. Her mom asked, what's going on? She said, I'm scared of these ghosts and the lightning outside. I just want something to comfort me. Her mom said, try to drink the milk. It will comfort you. But we need to get you to the clinic. We need to get you off this. She said, Mom, I can handle it. I'm okay. Dave, you can lay on the bed, okay? I can't talk much to you right now. You got up her again? There you go. We tried to get another sample of Dave again. I can barely see the notes on the screen. It's not as loud as my voice. But I've been learning my microphone boost and how to pick her up. So maybe I can do that. Anyway, 
Becky is rationalizing and trying to okay her behavior by saying, I can tolerate it. I know what I'm doing. But Becky's been complaining that she only has a group of four friends at school and since that's all she needs. But her mom said all four of these girls have been experimenting with alcohol and talking of drugs of some kind. They're talking about getting into drugs when they're out of school and traveling. So they're trying to encourage Becky to get new friends and try to get new influences. Someone to influence Becky not to be Becky as their influence. Right now, Becky's talking to the teens in the village and to the young waitress in the restaurant. She's a teenager who comes from town to work out here. So... Becky right now is learning some new friends nearby. Melissa said we can try to have you meet Alice if you stay in town. But her mom said no, we will not be staying in town that long. We're taking my daughter to Pittsburgh to a clinic there. So I think she'll find new friends there. Melissa said where are you from? And Becky said St. Louis. Becky's mom said, if you want to see the arch someday, we can bring you out that way. Your name is... And she said, Melissa. She said, I'm helping my friend Don take care of a baby right now. And Becky looked weird. She said, your, your friend has a baby? And Melissa said, yes. Becky said, how old are you two? Melissa said, I'll be 15 soon. My friend will be 17. And Becky said, oh my god, I can't imagine. Melissa said, it's just one of those stories. You meet a guy, something happens, and the guy splits. Becky said, yeah, I don't want that to happen to me. And she started to speak rapidly again. You know, some guy offered to take me in when I was on alcohol and he said if I slept with him I'd let him he let me stay at his house but I said no and I ran away got back in the car and left Melissa thought for a second and said good the girls went home and Becky went upstairs with her mom they stayed with flashlights and a radio that Jacob loaned them and some of the guests left because they didn't want to stay in a hotel without power. But Becky had nowhere to go at that time. She had dark red hair and a blue jacket on. Looks like velvet. Could have been denim, I'm not sure. After that, she got up to wash her face in the mirror and saw what looked like an old woman staring back at her and then her face went kind of mean-looking and turned to a skull. Becky screamed and jumped out of the bathroom. Her mom came to check on her. She said, I think I saw the ghost. Her mom checked the mirror. She was doubtful whether to accuse Becky of lying, but she said, I don't see anything. Becky said, okay, okay. 
She told Becky to go in and calm down. Noma came upstairs and said, Have you seen anything weird? Have you seen anything that you're afraid of? And Becky said, Yes, I saw something in the bathroom. Noma said, I will sage the bathroom. And she handed Becky a star and said, This is a sigil. This will help protect you for the night. Just feel comforted by it. You don't have to think of magic. Just remember you're safe here. Her mom said, okay. And on that, the two settled down for the night and went to sleep. Noma and Jacob patrolled the hotel and checked on them from time to time just to make sure it was safe. When they got up in the morning, the car failed to start and Becky's mom had to call a repairman. He said there was a problem with the electric system and they had to replace a battery. After that, the car began flashing tamper, tamper for a bit, but eventually stopped. And when they tried again a half hour later, the car started just fine. The repairman took Mom's credit card and processed it for the payment. Noma wished the guests goodbye, and Jacob helped carry their luggage out. Becky got in the house and waved bye to everyone, waving bye to Jacob. Cindy appeared briefly and just put a hand to the window. Becky put her hand to the window. She said, bye, Cindy ghost. And Cindy looked at her and said, bye. Now, we had a little note about Karen earlier on. And there's some stuff we got to do about the hotel staff. I just mentioned a teenage waitress and Jacob, so we got to do that. Uh, what we've had with Karen is she's done the same two-day rest on the couch that Cindy did when she was first murdered. The witch has been by. Her name was Trinity. I think it's an adopted name. Trinity has been able to apply sea salt to Karen, or at least under her bed. The salt fell through her. She put some kind of bracelet around Karen's wrist and said a chant in Filipino to her. Karen flickered and moaned for a bit, but didn't seem to be recovering. Trinity repeated putting the ribbons on Karen, and she said, I'll need a bit of energy for this. So she got a ginseng drink for herself and for Jacob. And she asked Jacob, you are taking care of this ghost. Jacob said, yes, we live together. She's... Well, she's my girlfriend, kind of wife. And the ghost is like, oh, that's surprising. She asked if the ghost ever touched him. He said, yes, we kiss. We touch all the time. And he showed a map of where he was helping Karen search out her bones in the cemetery. The witch trinity looked surprised and 
What kind of man are you? Jacob said, Well, um, I've lived here for a year now. I came from the city originally. <coughs> Excuse me. No cough button again. Well, it's a pause button, but it's too hard to detect here with my eyes. And Jacob said the name of a city, but I can't repeat that here. Trinity said, I've never seen a man interact with a ghost woman before. And Jacob explained about fixing up her house and drawing Karen's attention. And how they had both searched for acceptance more than love. But in acceptance, they finally found love with each other. Trinity said, Do you have any energy sources nearby? Something that will help the ginseng do its job. And Jacob pulled out a... Coleman lantern with an old 9-volt battery in it. He put a new 9-volt battery in and said, Will this be enough? Trinity said, It'll be just fine. She put... a couple alligator clips on some aluminum foil and put it near Karen. She said, Karen... I want you to sense the energy here. I want you to feel what is going on. Jacob has his hands on your left wrist. I have this aluminum foil on your right wrist. Just empty your mind of thought and focus on the energy. She saw Karen's chest rise and fall gently. And the, bad, the, the light bulb on the lantern began to glow faintly. She said, absorb as much energy as you can. Try to feel the ginseng in both of us. Try to keep the ginseng in mind. That is old energy. The battery is new energy. Trinity called to Cindy and said, if you can come here to us, try to lend some of your energy to Karen, but not too much. I don't want you to be in danger. Trinity asked Jacob, what goes on here? How, how did this happen? Jacob explained about the snap boom ghost and how the ghost had shocked Jacob through the floor, but how the blue snap had engulfed Karen and both ghosts had tumbled to the floor in a howling fit. And Trinity said, the ghost Karen seems to have absorbed quite a shock. It has drained power from her. So she may need more than this battery. You might visit the gas station up the road and get more. Cindy asked if she could go. And Trinity asked if Cindy felt tired. She said, yes, a little drained. She said, okay, get a little energy for yourself, too. And Cindy walked up the road through the dust. She floated through one of the teens, seemed to startle Alice for a second. But she went up to the gas station and purchased two more 9-volt batteries, ever-ready, with the, the cat on it. When she come back, Karen was sitting up, looking around.
Her eyes looked pale white, but they were starting to get some green back in them. Trinity said, you will still need to recover for two more days. Try to wear the aluminum foil and keep a battery attached at all times. If you feel up to it, try to absorb some of the ginseng. She gave Karen a bolo tie to wear and said this will be protection from other spirits. For the time you wear this, you will not be touched by another spirit. And from that time on, Trinity hang around and said, I will come and go in the village as you need me. I need to encounter this snap boom. And from that time, we didn't see Becky anymore, and Karen was on the mend. So, you never know what you'll find next time on The Dusty Road.